Hello there, and welcome to another mini episode of the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew, and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm Lewis, and as you're all no doubt aware, the top 25 submission window that will shape this year's at SWTVC March Madness bracket is in full swing. Uh, but before I jump into my personal top 25 list, there's a couple of things I have to cover, mainly because Evan told me I need to. So just in case you're a little bit new to March Madness, or if you already know but need a refresher, um, SWTVC March Madness is a community effort that we, the at SWTVC team, run annually in order to get a snapshot of what the TVC collecting community's general priorities are through a 64 character elimination bracket. To build the bracket, we open up the floor and ask collectors of the vintage collection all across the collecting community to rank their top 25 most wanted figures. In 2022, thanks to our collaborations with other Star Wars fan pages, we received over 435 unique lists, more than triple the previous year, and we ended up with 1,277 different figure possibilities. We'd obviously like to build on that, and so would the Star Wars brand team at Hasbro. So while this is an entirely fan-run project that has no official bearing on the future of the line, multiple brand team members have mentioned that they follow the tournament and keep track of the results. If you haven't done your personal top 25 yet, here's a rundown of the rules. Number one, rank your choices in order uh, with your most wanted figure at number one. This order does matter as it determines how many points that character gets. Number two, be as specific as possible. For characters that wear multiple outfits include details such as the movie, the TV season, and or the planet where they appear. Number three, focus on newly tooled figures. They can be never before made characters or updates to existing figures, but be mindful of what already exists and please do not include repack requests. Uh, number four, please limit it to one character per slot. Other than two packs of small characters, please do not put multiple characters on a single line. If you want the Bad Batch or the Ghost Crew, for example, list those characters individually. The only exception here are the Tonica Sisters, because let's be honest, who wants one Tonica Sister? And we'll be combining those two into one choice as we did for the last two years. You have until 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, January the 31st to create and submit your lists. You can do so on the pin posts over on the Instagram page at SWTVC or on the articles, videos, posts from our esteemed community partners who are participating this year. You can also create your own Instagram post and tag at SWTVC and use the hashtag SWTVC March Madness. Please try to only submit in one location to avoid duplication and to preserve John's sanity. Okay, so um, before I start listing my top 25, I just want to put a little bit of a precursor um, to give you an understanding of where I'm coming from, um, why I've chosen what I've chosen, because I'm sure there's people out there that are going to look at my list and think, what the hell is this guy thinking? Um, so really, obviously, people are approaching this differently. We're, we're putting together our top 25 figures. Um, some people are looking at this almost as a TVC bucket list, if you like. Um, so, you know, the what if. The what if you um, could only have 25 more figures, what would those 25 figures be? Or if you could only have 25 more figures before you gave up collecting, what would those 25 figures be? Um, it's, it's a way of looking at it. Uh, I'm not criticizing that way at all. Um, I think a lot of people have approached it that way because they feel that it's almost like uh, a way of getting the, the growl figures that they've wanted for such a long time. Um, 
I've kind of started to look at it slightly differently. Um, the way I've approached this is, is sort of to look at something and say, well, how could we include things that we don't have in the line that would then potentially allow the line to grow further down the line? So rather than saying, this is it, this is a 25, and this is the end of it for me, um, I would rather look at something and say, well, okay, if we can get figures from this era or this media, then actually we can start to grow and we can start to create groups and we can start to create themes uh, that may actually then help us build those areas which we don't have. So that's very much the way I've approached this. Um, the second way I've looked at it is I've taken a stance and said, I'm actually gonna look and just, just, just pick figures that have never been done before. Figures that have never been done uh, in any type or any form in the 3.75 scale. So that means figures that haven't been done in animated. That means figures that haven't been done in 5POA. Uh, now I know that, you know, Tyler will be out there screaming at me, 5POA doesn't count. Um, I totally agree. Um, I don't think anything should be 5POA. I think we should, in all, all honesty, have everything that is a high level of articulation because that's what the six inch line gets. But we are in a position where we do have some figures out there um, that are pretty decent sculpts, but actually haven't got the articulation. And for me, that just bumps them down slightly in terms of my priority of updating them. So it's not to say I don't want a base Malbus. I 100% want a decent base Malbus in TBC. But the way I've approached this list means that I've kind of put him to one side for the moment. And I'm looking at different, different ways that we can get all new figures, figures that excite me. Because at the end of the day, for me, I've always looked forward in collecting. I've always wanted to progress uh, with new media, new characters, new aliens, new troopers. Anything that's new is really what excites me the most. And again, that doesn't mean I don't want to go back and redo the New Hope mains. Of course, I want a Luke, a Leia, a Han, a Ben. I want all of those figures updated. But do I want them over new figures that are coming out in new media? Um, as a priority, possibly not. So, so yeah, right or wrong, agree with me, disagree with me, but that's how I've actually approached this. So going from there, I'll, I'll carry on with my top 25. Okay, so at number 25, uh, I have the Corvus Scout Trooper. Um, now for me, uh, the Jedi was a fantastic episode of The Mandalorian. Um, I really love the kind of grittiness about it. I love the styling. I, I just thought it was a really well done episode directed by Dave Filoni. Um, and, you know, looking at that and watching that, I straight away wanted to, I saw things I wanted to see in the line. Um, we've got an amazing Ahsoka. Obviously, we've now got that figure. Um, but she has nothing to stand up against. She has no foes. She has no enemy. Um, so while I'd love to see, you know, characters like Morgan Ellsworth or even Lang, um, I think that these army builders, the Corvus Scout Trooper, would give us um, something as a good start to, to start to flesh out this particular episode um, to enable us to army build something and put some figures up against Ahsoka, even if it's for her to just take them out like she did in that opening scene. Um, but these Scout Troopers, for me, I just think they look really cool. They've always reminded me of that little bit of that um, the, the British SAS kind of outfit that was quite iconic in the 80s. And so, to be honest, it gives me a little bit of nostalgia, actually, when I look at these troopers. And, uh, yeah, I think they'd be really cool in the line. So, uh, yeah, number 25. So, number 24, um, again, another army builder, possibly. But um, the Pike Soldier uh, is my number 24. 
Uh, it's another figure that I'd love to be able to army build. Um, they're obviously coming to six inch. So again, this is a, a balance to scale issue for me. Um, always loved the look of the, the Pikes. Um, the Quaid Tolsite in Solo uh, was a really good character. Uh, and again, we've seen the Pikes in the Clone Wars amongst other areas of media. Um, so I think they deserve an action figure now. I mean, we've seen them enough times. Um, these could be made to work uh, as an army builder pack. Um, it'd be a good way of getting some of those different color masks out there. Essentially, it's the same figure. Um, but, you know, I'll be honest, I'd even take a train. But let's be honest, uh, it would look awesome in a, in a diorama, wouldn't it? But uh, I think you probably think I've been hitting the spice now. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. So speaking of hitting the spice, uh, number 23, Frog Lady. Now, I know there's probably people out there thinking, what, what are you talking about? Um, but, you know, love her or hate her, uh, I think there's no denying that she's a very Kenner-esque uh, in her name and in her appearance. Uh, and to be honest, one of my favourite things about growing up with Star Wars figures was the diverse alien characters. You know, I think that someone like Frog Lady would look great at home in a cantina or in a street display. She just works really well. Um, we have the Mordo Crease, Mando and Grogu. Uh, we have the spiders. Uh, so why not allow us to complete the scene with Frog Lady? And, uh, you know, me getting carried away again, perhaps give us a deluxe version with a hot tub. We can fill it out with water. We can blow on a little tube to create the bubbles. A bit like the power of the Jedi looking back to tank. Yeah, I think I need to cut down on that spice. So number 22, uh, Pong Krell. Um, another one that's a little bit controversial, but for me, uh, he's another great looking alien. Uh, I just think he would look great in figure form. Um, I can just imagine him in a display in front of a whole clone regiment. I think he would look awesome. And to be honest, I think he would just make a great action figure, even if his character did turn out to be a little bit of an ass. Number 21, uh, Similu. So, okay, Similu, he doesn't exactly scream action figure. Um, but that didn't stop Kenner making him back in the day. And as a result, he's obviously one of the last 96, or he is the last 96, to never have actually been made as a modern with a modern counterpart. Um, for me, 3.75 collecting has always been about pulling characters from all areas of galaxy uh, and characters that give depth to the line and its world-building characteristics. That's what 3.75 Star Wars figures is all about. Um, so, you know, where else would you see senators and dignitaries made into action figures? I mean, it's insane when you think about it, but, you know, they're there. Um, over the years, we've seen, um, and I'm going to butcher the names here, but it's Janus Gritas, I believe it's pronounced, and Kren Blister Veni. Um, John, you can correct me on those. I've probably got them totally wrong. Um, but why not a Simulu? You know, perhaps we can also get an Ars Dango. Uh, obviously, he got a mention in Andor. So, you know, why not stop at one old boring man when you can have two? But no, come on, give us Simulu. Long overdue, long overdue. Uh, number 20, uh, the Tonica Sisters. Well, obviously, there's always more room for patrons in the cantina. And these two are like two glaring omissions from the line. Um, I mean, fans have been asking for this pair for so long. Um, I don't know if we nearly need to say much more about it than this at this point because, you know, Hasbro, you know we want them. It's time for Tonica. Just get them done. And number 19, Velkan Tazeri. Um, it's another character that's been a focus of many fans now, uh, being a glaring omission from the line. Um, I think March Madness has been good for figures like Velkin because that's, it's actually put him a little bit more in, in focus for collectors. 
Um, I'm not saying March Madness has made him made his name. Certainly people like John Miko out there have been banging his drum for a long while. But I think it's good to get him out there to actually get people behind these sort of characters. And I think in, in part, that's what March Madness is all about. Um, I think it's great that we can remind Hasbro that there's still figures like this that need to be done. And obviously with Velkin, he's so important because he puts us so close to completing that prisoner skiff. Um, again, as been pointed out by other people, his tooling could be used for other characters such as Nuzik Beck and Weeba Weeba. Again, I've probably butchered those. Um, so come on Hasbro, what are you waiting for? You know, you've got three figures there that you can get out. So give us a Velkin Tazeri. Number 18, um, Jedi Training Leia from The Rise of Skywalker. So I always like the idea of Leia picking up on the Jedi training after Return of the Jedi. Uh, and we got a glimpse of that in sort of the new Jedi Order books uh, where we learned that she was being trained by Luke. Uh, and obviously this is no longer canon, but it's always nice. I've always liked the idea um, that, you know, after the, after the Return of the Jedi, um, you know, Leia went into training to become that Jedi. So it was quite nice that the sequels pick, picked up on that again through the flashback. I've always loved the Powered Falls 2 uh, Dark Empire layer and the later Infinities version, uh, which came packed with a lightsaber. I just think that, you know, layer with a lightsaber just looks really cool. And I just think it's one of those those things that we, we missed. We missed moving on from Star Wars. Um, and so I think that this version, the training version from Rise of Skywalker, would be a great way to get out a Jedi layer in articulated form. And I just think she would look great in photos. She would look great in a display. I just think it would be an amazing figure. So at number 17, obviously I couldn't have number 18 without this one. And this is Jedi training Luke from the Rise of Skywalker. Again, you know, I mean, it's Luke Skywalker. What more is there to say? Um, personally, I think we should have every possible version of Luke Skywalker in an action figure form particularly in 3.75. Um, you know, he is the character. He is the Skywalker saga. It hangs around him. It hangs around Anakin as well, obviously. But there should not be any versions of Luke that don't exist in action figure form. And I think paired with that layer, um, I think the two would just look great in a display, sparring together. Uh, and I just think that, that, you know, photographers could do some great stuff with those as well. But I just think they'd be really nice figures to have. And number 16, um, I've got another layer, and this time it's General Layer from The Force Awakens. Um, much like Luke, I think we should have every version of, of Leia uh, in figure form. I mean, come on, it's Leia. Uh, it's, yeah, need I say any more on that? Um, I mean, personally, I prefer this general look to some of the later gowned versions. Uh, the 3.75 Black Series blue gown figure uh, still gives me nightmares. I mean, those eyebrows were just crazy. But, you know, do layer justice. Uh, I think this general outfit works well. Uh, it would work well in a, a briefing setup. So with some of the other general figures that we've got, um, I think it would also work well in an action pose. Uh, and to be honest, this look for me kind of ties layer back into that sort of tough layer that we knew from the OT. Um, it kind of feels like a natural evolution of her, her Endor outfit, you know, obviously without the poncho. Um, but it's why I feel it kind of would work better in, in an action based scene really uh, so in a display where she's you know in a bit of a shoot up or something I just think it would work well um, I think it's a crime that we don't have this version in TVC and again it's another one that does exist in six inch so again it's another balance of scales choice um, for me yeah you keep seeing these figures produced in six inch 
and it just you know it it makes you just think why why aren't we getting these figures so come on give us a general layer do a justice uh, number 15, uh, and this is Finn from The Rise of Skywalker. So, I mean, staying with the sequels, um, I think the lack of any form of Finn in TVC is just crazy. Uh, I mean, he's one of the leading characters in the entire trilogy. Uh, and it's sad that over three years after this film was on the big screen, we're still asking for main characters, you know, but uh, I guess that's where we are right now. Um, this this uh, Tross version is the one that I'd like to see in TVC because it doesn't exist in any form or even any scale. Well, that is unless you count the you know, Galaxy of Adventures, but uh, yeah, I, I don't count that. So yeah, he doesn't exist. Uh, so number 14, Poe Dameron from The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, for exactly the same reasons I've just laid out for Finn, um, I feel that Poe deserves a figure in TVC. Um, you know, this particular look is very reminiscent of an Indiana Jones, which I just think makes him even cooler. Um, this version of Poe didn't even get made in the Galaxy of Adventures list, uh, you know. So, come on, Hasbro, write this wrong and give us a, a Galaxy of Adventures Poe. <laughs> just kidding. Give us a TVC version. Okay, number 13, Dead Ramiro. Now, um, I loved Andor. Andor was one of my, uh, it, it probably is my favourite show from Star Wars. I just think it, it blew everything out of the water. Absolutely love it. Um, but I made the conscious decision to not actually uh, focus too much on Andor figures in this top 25 list. Um, mainly because I feel that I want to give Hasbro a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and just give them a little bit of a chance to actually get some of those figures out before I start throwing them on. Um, when I look back on some of my uh, my TBT, uh, my top 25 list, sorry, from the last couple of years, um, there's a number that have been made. And to be honest, if I look at the ones that have been made, they're probably the ones that Hasbro hadn't had the chance to actually get out. Um, so rather than sort of try and go for the obvious, I've, I've tried to step back away from that. So I do want to see Andor. I very much want to see Andor figures. Um, but if they're not around by next year, my top 25 will be loaded with them, trust me. But this year, um, aside from that, uh, Dedra Miro had to go on my list, mainly because for me, she is a vote for a female Imperial officer. And I think by putting Dedra on there, it's got more chance of getting her into the bracket. Um, this could easily have been a vote for someone like uh, Imperial Tala or Ray Sloan or, you know, insert your choice here of a female Imperial officer. Um, but I felt that Dedra, because she had more chance of making the bracket, that's where I'd put my support. But really, if this figure could be made, I just think it leads to so much potential to others that, that really uh, this is a vote for the ladies, this one. So number 12. Number 12 is Tisvit. And I've probably again butchered the name. Um, but rather than continue to butcher names, I'll just call him Snailhead uh, because that's how he was known on set of The New Hope. Uh, although, to be honest, he actually really resembles the flyer from the 1958 classic film. Um, this, to me, again, is what Star Wars is all about. Uh, 3.75 collecting, you know, going right back to the Kenner days. We had the Hammerhead, the Warus Man, you know, Greedos. We had some crazy looking aliens. And I think that, that that's really where perhaps, you know, the 3.75 line doesn't dig in as much as it used to it just doesn't and it's sad to say and I, and I so you know I think we need these figures peppered in the line 
And something like Tisvit, I think would be great. I think he he's a totally new looking character, so he's totally unique and he would just add to that depth of aliens that we already have in the line. You know, and you can use him anywhere. You can put him in a cantina, but you can use him in other displays. He, you know, give us more aliens. Come on, Hasbro. Number 11, uh, Miggs Mayfield from The Prisoner. Um, now, uh, one of my favorite Mandalorian season one episode actually was uh, was The Prisoner. I, uh, I know, it, again, I don't know if everybody enjoyed it. Um, it was a little bit standalone. It didn't necessarily need to take place in between them, the storyline that was, that was unraveling either side of it. Um, but I actually really loved it because for me, it sort of introduced us to some, you know, some cool characters, some cool aliens. And again, that whole crew, Migs and his crew, I just, I really kind of, uh, really enjoyed, enjoyed that. Uh, obviously, we have a Migs in the line now, and that's great. But I would love to see his first appearance. Uh, to be honest, I'd love to see the whole TVC, the whole crew in TVC. Um, yeah, it'd be really awesome. But, uh, you know, it's sort of one of them things that if we had that crew, again, it helps to build out those displays we've got around the Razor Crest now because all of these characters interact with the Razor Crest. Um, so for me, Migs would be the ideal first step in trying to get this crew together. He already exists in six inch. So again, balance the scales, Hasbro. Um, but yeah, let's get Migs made filled into the line. Number 10, Q90 or zero. Um, again, uh, exactly the same as Mick Bayfield. Uh, he exists in six inch. Um, but, you know, in the same episode, we saw Zero fly the crest, you know. So again, it feels much more, he feels much more suited to me for a release in 3.75 scale where we've actually got somewhere to display him and use him. Um, it, it's bizarre, really, that we don't have him. You know, much like Aliens, I love to see new droids in the line, and I think he would make a really nice addition. Um, you know, give him a removable head, give him some wires, and we can be using him with that frog lady figure that I talked about earlier. You know, <laughs> just not whilst using a jacuzzi, because that might be a little bit dangerous. Uh, number nine, Palpatine Sith Eternal. Now, um, yeah, I mean, the same argument really that I used for Luke and Leia, I think, applies here. There should not be a version of Palpatine that does not exist in 3.75 scale. It's Palpatine. I mean, come on. You know, say what you want about the sequels. Uh, I think Ian McDermott never fails to deliver. And, uh, you know, again, he came back. He absolutely nailed it. And I think this version of Palps just looks particularly evil. I think the red and just the, the way he's decayed. You know, I just think he's, he's a great looking Palpatine. Um, just think it would make an awesome action figure. Uh, we need him for a display. You know, we've got to have someone there in front of our other uh, our armies. Um, you know, Hasbro, we need to see him somehow return to TVC. Come on. Number eight, Kira um, in a Kesso outfit. So um, uh, a lot of you listen to me may know that uh, I'm, I loved Solo. I think it's a great film. Not my favorite film, but, you know, it, it's such a fun film. I can chuck it on any time of day. It's just one of them films that I can watch over and over. I think the characters are great. Um, and I think really it should have had much better representation in TVC than it's had. You know, it's a film that's given us so many background aliens um, that would make awesome figures, but it just seems pointless at the moment asking for these background characters when we can't even get the main characters. Um, we obviously had a dedicated 5PRA line, um, and, and that can be considered perhaps both a blessing and a curse. Uh, I mean, like I said at the start, it's, you know, it's nice that we do have some of these characters, um, but then you can't do much with them. So again, it in some ways having them in 5POA actually can be detracting from the fact that we now 
don't need them as a, as much of a priority. Um, so you know, going back to my my opening caveat of, of trying to choose figures that have never been done before, I've chosen this version of Kira because she doesn't exist in any form. They nearly got her in the five POA mission on Vandor pack, but um, the outfit's slightly different, and obviously with this one. She'd have that soft goods cape, you know, with with articulated figure. Uh, I think you could put her in some awesome poses, uh, you know. And while she kicks out uh, Salt Shaker, Quay Tulsi's ass, you know, we can uh, pose her nicely. So number seven, her supreme leader Kylo Ren. Um, I actually quite liked Kylo Ren as a character. Um, I kind of think his his cracked helmet look from uh, Tross was a, a really cool, nice touch, you know. Um, the TBC Kylo Ren uh, that we do have from the, the Force Awakens, I don't think is the greatest figure. Um, it could be better in terms of articulation. It doesn't pose well. Um, but at least we have that version in the line. Um, but for me, a fully articulated, you know, Rise of Skywalker, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren um, would just look great in a display. Uh, and I think if you used him in toy photography, you know, put him on par with that Dark Times Vader we've got. And again, it would just be awesome. Um, so, you know, I'll say it again. Why, how do we not have one of the main characters from a Star Wars trilogy in a 3.75 line? Uh, again, we have to have him in a line. Uh, number six, Second Sister. Now, again, um, she's been on my list for a few years now, or certainly last year. Um, we're fortunate enough to now be getting a Cal Kestis in the line. Um, but personally, I'd still like to see the full and all the version. Um, but I feel that this second sister is is particularly vital for TVC. Um, you know, how do we not have it? Again, we're missing so many villains. We're missing so many areas of media. Um, and again, she exists in six inch. Um, you know, with the exception of Reva, uh, we are lacking Inquisitors generally in TVC. And I think Second Sister would be a, a good start uh, and can actually provide some tooling, you know, possibly get some of the other female Inquisitors in there as well. Number five, uh, Kanan Jarrus, uh, season three and four appearance. So um, as we all know, we don't need reminding, but the Rebels figures are still absent in TVC. Uh, you know, and I feel it's important to keep reminding Hasbro that many of us still want to see them in the line. Um, with the upcoming Ahsoka series, it seems like we're going to be seeing some of these characters, so we may have more opportunity to get some of them into TVC. Whether they'll be in the same outfits, whether they'll have the same look, who knows. Um, but obviously Kanan is not one of those that's going to be in that show. So therefore, I think it's important that we still try and hammer home that Kanan is just, you know, <laughs> we need him in TVC. Um, I think this particular version, the season three and four one, I always thought was a great look with the mask. Um, I think it would be a great figure anyway. And again, it doesn't exist in any form. So I think it would be a good point to start, uh, you know, to bring some Rebels characters into TVC. Let's start with Kanan. Number four, bring me Ben Solo, hashtag sponsored by Mole High Ground. Um, yeah, we may poke fun at Evan uh, for championing this figure, but you know, in all honesty, uh, I'd love to see him in TVC as well. Um, again, he's another main character we do not have. Uh, and personally, I, I quite liked the, the arc of his character, you know, the kind of tortured Kylo uh, going through to the, the redeemed Ben Solo. 
Uh, and to be honest, I actually found that character much more emotionally engaging uh, than I did when Anakin kind of fell to the dark side. Yeah, controversial, I know, but, you know, that I, I genuinely did enjoy that more. Um, so for me, we need that Ben Solo. We need to be able to complete Kylo's arc uh, and we need to be able to complete the main characters from the Skywalker saga. So come on, you know, bring us Ben Solo. Number three. Um, he was kind of a, a bit of an outsider. Um, didn't Hadn't made my brackets before, but number three uh, this year has gone to Sergeant Melshi. Um, from Rogue One. Uh, now, he's a figure that probably would have ranked just under some of my top 25s before. He's a figure I would have always liked to have seen. Um, and we're still missing so many characters from Rogue One um, that, you know, I'm trying to stay true to that theme of never done before figures. So for me, Melshi here is representing the Rogue One characters that we are missing, perhaps the ones that we've had done that still need redoing. Um, but you know, I've always wanted to see some rebel pathfinders in the line. And I think that to bring, you know, Melshi's return to Andor, I think has brought him to the forefront a bit more. So I think it's time now for us to sort of start asking for Melshi, uh, the Rogue One Melshi, let's bring him forward. Let's try and get people on, you know, on him. And you never know, I think with that sculpt, it could enable some rebel pathfinders, perhaps some army builder packs to come out of that. Who knows? So number two, we're nearly there. Um, and number two is the client. Uh, so after seeing the First Order officers, um, you know, made him to look a bunch of fools <laughs> in the sequel trilogy, um, it was quite a, a breath of fresh air when uh, Werner Herzog come back and brought that sort of cold, calculated Imperial officer back to Star Wars. Um, I just think he'd done such a good job. He's just uh, an awesome character. And, you know, he doesn't even have a name. And in some ways, that actually makes him a little bit more imposing. Uh, I was almost sad, I think, when they actually killed him off because I, I think he kind of had a bit more potential in him. But um, yeah, he would be the perfect figure for 3.75 world building scale. Um, again, it's more perplexing that he exists in 6 inch but not in 3.75. We have an entire display that's set up around his final moments. Uh, he's clearly a glaring omission from the line. He should obviously exist in TVC. Um, you know, and even if we have to display him face down the bottom of a canteen and diorama shootout, he should be there. So come on, Hasbro, I would like to see the client. Okay, so this is it, number one. So my number one, um, anyone who's following last year, uh, would be no surprise to them, but number one is Dryden Voss. Um, now I can hear some of you going, Dryden Voss, what? Is this guy really is on his spice train. But um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I feel he's important. So hear me out. This is why Dryden Voss sits at my number one. So we almost had a Dryden, you know, back in the, the 5POA solo line. Uh, we almost had him. There was rumours of him. He didn't quite make it. Um, I, I personally think that a TVC Dryden is probably so far off now from Hasbro's to-do list that I wouldn't be surprised if they've even forgotten about him completely. But for me, keeping him up there, keeping him at number one is about making sure that he stays in in focus to some degree or trying to keep him in focus and it's great when i see other people who put him on their, their lists i have no illusion he's, he's not going to win um but to get him into that top 64 bracket uh, would be great it would be an achievement you know and for me i think looking at him he ticks so many boxes when i sort of say what's in my top 25 list and why um he ticks so many boxes and so for me that's why he's number one um he ticks the box of you know i want to see more solo figures i want to see more solo figures in tvc I think that there should be more solo figures. 
where else to start? You start with Dryden. He's a great figure. Um, I want to see more villains in TVC. Again, we just seem to be lacking so many villains. Don't know why. Hasbro just don't seem to want to make them. Um, but again, he ticks another box. We need more villains. Um, he, he exists in six inch. So, you know, to me, I've said this before, but I remember when Dryden was revealed in, in the Black series. And, and then I remember that disappointment coming after that when we didn't get one. And for me, he actually represents that turning point when Hasbro started to slow down on new media releases for TVC and start prioritizing for Black Series. So for me, he's very kind of iconic. Uh, he's, he's very uh, symbolic, should I say, really, of that turning point. Um, and that's where I think he's the perfect representative for Balance the Scales. Um, so, you know, we're not talking about balancing figures that existed in 3.75 decades before Black Series was a twinkle in Hasbro's eye. Um, what we're talking about is figures that come out in parallel or don't come out in parallel for new media. Figures that are constantly coming out in a six inch and we're getting left further and further behind. And that for me is why Dryden is my number one because that's what he represents. You know, let's see him. Let's see Dryden Boss. Let's get him on that list. Let's show Hasbro that we still wanna see figures from newer media. You know, we're not just about OT. We're not just about the Mandalorian, but there are other things out there we want to see. We want to see Rebels. We want to see Solo. We want to see all that other media. And that's for me, is where Dryden still stands at my number one. So he'll probably be there next year, and probably the year before, the year after, and the year after, and the year after. But um, yeah, you know, hopefully other people will support that as well. So that's my top 25. So before I sign off, um, I just need to fulfill my duties uh, and say make sure that you're following us on Instagram and YouTube, um, which is at SWTVC on both. Um, also make sure you subscribe to the podcast, please rate and review, and if you enjoy the show, there's a handy link in our Instagram bio to make it even easier for you. Um, I just want to take a moment to thank um, our esteemed peers and friends who have continued uh, to cheer us on, help us along the way, provide support, um, and all yeah all engage in the march madness efforts uh, and that's people such as bosk's bounty victoria's cantina john miko and the star wars uh, vintage collection facebook group uh, banford skull uh, middle-aged kiwi man collecting star wars figures toys of the way yak face from forlorn to zuckus uh, rebel scum uh, vidark and the french vintage collection facebook group uh, jedi temple archives galactic figures jedi news star wars figurine Yoda's News and Adventures in Collecting. I'm really sorry if I missed anybody. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who've helped us and we really do appreciate all your help. Um, also a big thank you to all of you who so far have submitted your personal lists. If you haven't done one yet, make sure you do. You still have a little bit of time left. Um, but that does it for this uh, mini episode of the SWTVC podcast. Uh, and as always, keep 375 alive, back TVC, balance the scales Hasbro, finish the 96, Vote for Velkin, time for Tonica, bring me Ben Solo and submit your lists, get hyped for March Madness and may the force be with you.